What's up guys, it is Jordan from the Exalto Holistic Hub coming to you with episode 15 of the Exalto Experience. Now today's conversation is with Ajuma Adams, a man who went so close to making the NRL. He's, all of his eggs were in one basket as a kid. It was his dream to play in the NRL and he gave it all away due to injury in under 20s. Since giving the dream away of NRL, he's gone on his own journey to push himself mentally and physically and really become a great role model for his kids and his family. And this conversation is a very interesting one considering he's just finished his first ultra marathon of 100 kilometers. So there's lots to learn in this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and we will certainly hear your feedback if you feel, feel the need to share. Enjoy episode 15. Let's go. All right, we're live. Here we go. <laughs> How you doing, bro? Oh, freezing. I'm trying to control myself. You've just stung me with your ice bath that supposedly wasn't cold. <laughs> just throwing you straight in the deep end. Here we go, we're going to have a morning ice bath. Yeah, I'm just used to my morning showers. I thought I was killing it with that. And yeah. Whatever that was. What temperature do you reckon that was at? Not, not even bad. Oh, I reckon it's sitting at like... Quickly come over, it's like, it's lukewarm. <laughs> I was about to run home, I was like, you kidding. I reckon that's about six degrees, probably. So it's still cold, like it is, yeah. it is cold. I think that wind too, as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it is cold. I don't think it's... I don't think it's definitely not three. Like, we, we get it down below three so one one to two degrees is perfect just just above freezing and uh yeah you'll have to come back for one of those (laughs) i might have scared you maybe nah nah i'd have to bring back my buddy wetsuit wetsuit yeah (laughs) something ah man it's good how you feeling anyway i'm alive now it's good man Couple of yeah. days after uh, a big run. Yeah, massive run, big hauler. I saw I was saying to Nicola before, I'm like, I'm scared of doing an ice bath after just doing a 100k run. It's yeah. It's ridiculous, but yeah, still still on the recovery road from, yeah, what, was it, what are we at? What's today? Tuesday. Three days ago. So, slowly but sure and coming along, just the quads. Not, my ankle's probably the sorest part. Still trying to get them on the mend but yeah that was a big day mm. it was a massive day one of the biggest uh i guess physical feats you've ever achieved yeah definitely if man. not the yeah yeah the, yeah definitely the biggest feat um oh physical but yeah endurance wise feats mm. i've ever done 100 percent um yeah it was just a um it was a weird one. It was like a, it wasn't really a planned goal as such. Like it wasn't like I'd planned this months before. It was, um, I don't actually remember why I chose to do it. I think I was just on a high after finishing the 55K because that was planned. That was focused um, attention to uh, knock that over. It was, and that was in a registered event too before the whole coronavirus thing took over and cancelled that but I still went out there and done it um, without it being an event and that was awesome to 
actually focus on something and train for something and go out there and um, yeah execute on it tick it off the list tick it off the list um, and that's what that was that was a new year's resolution I was went pretty hard on my new year's resolutions this year I just made it a thing I'm not gonna set any yeah. stupid goal and then you know and the biggest part of it is probably trying to keep myself accountable on social media you know what I mean posting day you know day one day two mm. but you know if you get up to a certain amount everyone's sort of watching yeah you have to stick to it so that was cool you know followed out the plan and achieved it and then after that I sort of I had some other things I got the half Ironman planned but um that's four months away and I suppose I just got itchy feet and it really sparked something inside of me after finishing the 55 I was like how far can you really push this envelope because I got it done um, it was hard like very hard like that was before this that was the one of the hardest things I've ever done but you sort of once you yeah once you knock something over like that you're like oh, okay what next what, what's next and I just always liked the idea of run well, originally I was trying to search for something like a cool experience I was like oh what a cool story it would be to say I run the whole length of the Sunshine Coast and then I just got out my maps and I just drew sorry I just drew a lot like a the plan around the coast and it came out to 100 k's basically I was about depending on where I started it was about 105 or whatever but if you map it properly it was directly on 100 k's so I was like okay well, here we go here we go <laughs> strap in literally then about an hour later message Brandon Brandon Lee and I was like hey man because um, he was going to do the Ironman with me and we'd just been training for that and I was like what's your thoughts on 100k and then, you know when you wait for someone to reply and little bubbles dot, dot, dot. yeah dot 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 and it was like I think he said like I'll see what he said he said like something basically I'm in I'm in like that was full stop let's go let's go yeah no, the, the messages are too far back to find it but he just saddled straight up let's go and um i was gonna do it that weekend but he's like yeah let's do it in two weeks time sick and then um locked and loaded locked and loaded made you know came up with a few reasons why didn't look back and just pulled the trigger and just went for it and bang yeah here we are today to tell the story that's epic <laughs> So I reckon we'll get to the uh, the run in a bit, but let's talk a bit about yeah you know, the lead up. What's what's happened uh, prior to to coming into that race? What's what's created who you are? You know what's shaped you? Where would you start? Yeah, um, for this for just that race. Just in general, mate. In life. General, um, How'd you grow up? Yeah, well, I suppose the key points. Just a bit of background yeah. for everyone listening. Uh, yeah, my key um, points, I suppose, with background stories, um, I'm one of one of five children, born in Coolum Beach. I was born in a hotel. I told that last time. <laughs> oh, really? You're born I, I, literally in Coolum? Yeah, in Coolum, original. Um, I, I always say that. It's just an interesting start, and then. Um, my childhood was basically built around rugby league. That's um, from around five or six, 
all my attention was rugby league built um, based. My brother started before me and I sort of just watched him and my best mate, you know, my brother's best mate was the older brother of my best mate so we're just always around and that's all you, yeah. you know, when you have an older brother you're always trying to, you're in that Em- emulate it yeah you're in that competitive thing you're around each other and it's all playing you know after school and whatever so it was basically me and me and Dino versus my brother Boyer and Tommy and basically everything we did so yeah that just based my whole childhood around rugby league um, right up until I was well, that yeah went through school it was, it was nothing really else I I always had, I was always keen on sports, sporting was my um, yeah, everything, I always had something to do with sport, played a few other things, played baseball for a bit, um, had a little crack at AFL, had a little crack at rugby union, played tennis a little bit, um, so yeah, as a kid I was just always into sports, um, I suppose, yeah, just one sport led on to another you always watch um, different sports on TV and just, just always interesting just always had a keen interest in sporting and sporting ability and great you know sports stars um, yeah so and then football eventually then became more of a profession after school I went down to Brisbane and played under 20s for the Broncos um, and that was all going well. It was all going really well. Had you know high aspirations, and I sort of was on the path to trying to follow the NRL dream, crack that. And then slowly injuries came one after another. The biggest one was the first time I broke my jaw, and that sort of struck me pretty hard. You didn't know that? Yeah, that was when I was 18. So that was the biggest one. And before that, I'd like broken collarbones like they're all big but when you're young you're just sort of like yeah ah, yeah whatever who cares it's, it's keep ticking good. yeah let's just keep getting out there so yeah did the first jaw break but even still that was um six weeks and i was back out playing again um and then yeah kept kept on the footy path i was playing 20s playing some good footy and then um why why do you reckon why do you reckon you played footy? Why do I play footy? Why, why, why you know, what drove you to chase uh, that NRL kind of path? I think it all, you know, I think it all starts with, like, when I started, it was the first, maybe not the first thing, but when you just get good at something, like, because I was natural, I was always a big kid when I was younger. So, yeah, when I started and, my first year I suppose I was a standout sort of for my age group yeah so then the continual of like people saying you know I mean giving you perhaps like oh you had a good game oh geez you're really good achievement keep coming to your mum your your parents are always going to say you're good at something no matter what but when your friends tell you your mum tells you your dad tells you you know everything around you is good you just go, okay, well, I'm good at this, I'm going to continue. Yeah, and you get the dopamine hit, so you're like, mm. I want to I feel good again, so I'm going to play good footy again this week. Oh, I can't wait to do it. And then eventually that feeling just moulds into, um, yeah, this is who I am. And 
stay on this path. So I suppose that's why. It's, yeah, that's, that's definitely why I started. And you feel pressure to to keep going. I Did never, you? Uh, not not. I didn't realise the pressure probably until I um, probably until I started playing it like more as a profession when I went to um, Brisbane. Because you've done so much work and also people invested so much time into you as mm. well, especially your parents, like all the carnivals they take you to and um, yeah, just everyone around you, your, your, your coaches, they invest time in you. Um, so that pressure sort of is lingering and you have to make, and you're trying to make sure you're doing, the, um, you're doing proud by them, you're making them proud. So sort of pressure but it was good pressure it, yeah it th that pressure only came about when I thought about leaving that's when it was sort of like the bad pressure because then I'm like oh fuck I'm gonna let them down but before that it was like cool I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna call like I'm gonna make sure I do make them proud like so their pressure you, you, yeah them yeah however I try to explain that like it's good at the start, but then when you want to go away from it and explore yourself or do something else, then it's like, oh no. Yeah. I'm gonna, Who am I going to let down? Yeah, fucking start thinking about all them. So, yeah, I think that answered that question. What was it? Yeah. Yeah. That pressure. Of hanging around, like, you know, continuing to play. <laughs> still, still freezing. Hey, you guys can probably hear it in my breath. It's like no, you I'm, actually sound it right. You, like you look funny, mate. Right? <laughs> He's got that much energy in his body. It's like shaking like a vibrator, going off like a buzz. So yeah, it's like you get to a point where you start realizing you, you come out of your childhood years and this identity that you've built around your friends, your family, like you know, basically creates a construct that you think you are and then you get to this point I believe you know where you kind of go you start questioning some stuff you know you see the world through a different lens mm. you go mm, like what am I interested in what am I doing things for mm. and did you find so you started getting injuries yeah at, at, that really kind of drove you away from footy yeah or was it just like hard it's like hard to stay um it, no well yeah, you, you're going through stages of life too. Like, I think I've read stuff like it's like every seven years you sort of go through a new cycle of life. So, I started playing when I was seven, 14. You're going through puberty and stuff, but I didn't really change too much. I probably just started getting introduced. Get, uh, maybe distractions came in around 14, 17, started getting girlfriends and that. So, I was always strongly focused, but maybe I had different ideas, started to. Um, evolve from around then and then 21 is exactly when I um, left footy so you know every, yeah, always around that age everyone in general is always trying to uh, yeah, they're going through different stages of, of their life but mine just basically got jammed straight into me because I broke my jaw again for the second time so the first time I broke it oh. cracked up top under my ear or snap there and then crack down this sort of half the second one's the exact opposite so crack there wow. snap there so there's plates now in each buddy four corners of my jaw so 
yeah, it, it's just it's a rough one too when you break your face and you go into surgery, like it scars through there. Um, and it was, yeah, that, that one just hit me hard because I was laying in bed in the hospital bed and just there's different things like when my mum came in and see me, like you can just see on her face, it was like, oh, like it was just that slight bit of is this worth it? Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's such you've been doing it for so long but you can you can tell in some people's eyes it's like they're, they're going oh you know and then same as my partner she's just you know you're just watching their face and then that really started making me think like oh especially head injuries like that's what probably scared me the most is um just the head injuries like so much contact and before that like so many minor concussions like you get a big stinger but you don't really think about it and then yeah after that one I'm like fuck how many of these massive head blows have I really had so that was another part of like the decision to stop playing but also yeah I was definitely going through um yeah different phases like yeah just a different phase in my life like um yeah, I was. I wanted to explore. I'd already started like trying to explore. Just, um, yeah, just spirituality side started coming in. I just wanted to know. I was always keen to travel, like deeper level deep, questions. Yeah, just deeper level. I was always. A, I'm always. Quite, I was always a quiet person, so I'm like a deep thinker. Mm. I take time to observe things. So, um, I was starting to do that, but. Football sort of didn't let it shine. Yeah, 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 didn't let it shine through. But then when I started to think what it would be like without football, I saw yeah, that could all those different um, areas in my life could definitely shine through. So. Brando's one to uh, certainly start to join those worlds together, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's I'm, doing pretty well. Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, definitely bringing that kind of like spirituality side and a strong leader, and then. Yeah integrating it into being a leader in his own team as well like down at north still doing good stuff it's down crazy there. when i see it now like yeah that's what i was saying when i was talking to him on his um podcast there. it's like it's not that long ago but um yeah it was it definitely wasn't in it didn't look like it was in when i was playing football like being alternative or mm. uh, i don't know just expressing yourself differently like there's definitely people that were but um yeah, you had to fit the mould, and the mould was go out there, smash people, have a good game. Most of the time, get on the piss afterwards. You know, I think yeah, if anyone has played, like, they sort of know what I'm talking. Being about. around like, the culture, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a. You don't have to buy into it. I'm not saying like, yeah, if you, but it's there. If you're playing, yeah, it's it's hard to, um, yeah, if you if you want to feel. If you want to feel um, like connected or invited accepted. into the group, accepted into the group, yeah. that's sort of you follow that sort of, um, um, yeah, like paradigm. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The, yeah, the rundown of being a that culture they've got to change it, and that's the sickest yeah. thing about it. Like what you said, Brandon, you know, he's a massive leader in what he's doing, so mm. um, it's changing. And I fucking love it. Like it's it's so cool to see that. Yeah, people are. Not only just yeah playing their sport and but changing the culture around it, bringing in you know, in new ideas like bringing in like what's the best way to eat and mm. you know all the different other things like the ice baths and 
yeah, spiritual side of it. And yeah, just all of it. Like, yeah, it's really. Cool I think for people when they hear spirituality, they they kind of get they think woo woo. Yeah. But I I just think of spirituality as like your consciousness or even like your purpose, like just knowing mm. at a deeper level why you are doing what you're doing. Yeah. And if you're not in tune with your spirituality. You're literally living by other people's rules or other people's wants and needs. Yeah. You're not living from like a, a space of yourself. Yeah. So like if your spirituality, like for instance, Brando, if your spirituality is to like, you know, I want to play footy and I want to do this and I want to do breathing and I want to, you know, play around with plant medicines and whatever, like whatever he wants to do, mm. that's his thing. Yeah. But if it's like your spirituality is like, I don't want to play footy or I want to go do this or I want to start a business or I want to do this I want to help like follow that message that's inside of you yeah. and integrate all of those things you're feeling as best as you can into your life yeah. don't be don't be misguided by what people expect you to do or you know people you know that's just where spirituality gets yeah. so confused it's like oh it's not a woo woo thing it's just listening to yourself yeah yeah. and as soon as, you, yeah, as soon as you change the words around it people can connect straight away with it mm. it's like yeah like maybe maybe that's the answer like you've changed your wording around it or yeah. changed your um, yeah, the idea around spirituality but 100% like, purpose purpose is the one yeah like, you, like some people say I just when someone first told me about spirituality or meditating you do you think of like that Buddhist monk that's sitting up there like elevating like above the ground but it's <laughs> Lift, not lifting it. rocks with yeah, his mind yeah it just doesn't make sense um so yeah when i'm when i was saying about when i was going through that stage it's it's probably also too because you I only had rugby league too so i think a lot of spirituality or a lot of confidence within yourself comes from trying different things and figuring out what you know what value you can really bring to yourself not only to yourself but also to like others around you and stuff so at the time I only had rugby league mm-hmm. like it was great but like it's like putting all your eggs in one basket in one basket and keep building the thing up but I never like you know when I was younger I never had any other foundations built in around um, yeah basically anything I was like you know my father wasn't there growing up so I think that obviously contributed to a lot of um, the stuff that I was probably going through at 21 and it didn't it didn't arise until I was 21 so all I yeah what I'm saying all I had was rugby league so that was your backbone that was my backbone but that was all it was so when I did start and that's why I asked more questions about you know what what else is there and you know yeah and it it gives you it gives you a foundation it gives you like a resource and kind of like a brotherhood and uh people to reach out to and it teaches you a bit of you know resilience you know a bit of bit of grit like playing hard footy and whatever like you got to get you know there's got to be some a certain level of like mental tenacity and physical toughness but there's not like that that base knowledge or base foundational education as to what it means to be a human And for for so many like so many young Aussies, they're just like stuck playing. Oh, I'll play footy, and then they get to this point where like, why do I feel like shit emotionally? Why do I feel like shit like mentally? Or what's going on? Put it this way: when I went down there, um, straight after school, ninety kilos or something, and um, 
their rule was, or wasn't the rule, but the baseline was if you want to play in the forwards, which is what I was, you have to be over 100 kilos. Bro, the, all they said, you do enough training, so it doesn't matter what you eat, just eat enough so you can put on the weight. They gave us these cards, these um, bloody meal cards to go to the Broncos Lees Club, to the buffet. And bro, that was everything. That was pizzas, that was pastas, that was the whole lot. Dirty bulk. didn't give a shit. They just said, eat, because you do so much training, it's not going to matter. Mm. So like, the level of education, like they're definitely, there's nutrition's around. So if you did start to ask the right people around the club, they were going to give you the information. But um, There's a good chance it's going to be from a dietitian though, not a nutritionist. Yeah, yeah, that's, it, that's a big thing yeah, in sport, as I say, yeah. all dietitian. So it's all get your sugars in, get your carbs yep. in, get this. Like, yep. Yeah, no, yeah. no focus was, on what that no does. Stepping outside the circle, <laughs> it was just um, no yeah. questions about what that does to you mentally. Mm, like, yeah. load yourself up with sugar and carbs, and yeah. see what see what happens in six months mentally. Yeah, exactly. So that, and they, man, they jam that on everyone. Like, there was, you know, there was a couple of us that had that same thing. We get down there at a certain weight, and that was it. Mm. Um, you have to be a certain weight if you want to play. There was a lot of rules, and you fit the mold. Yeah, you got to fit the mold, but. It, at the end of the day, that that's you chose to play the um, to go down that path, and that was you know you sort of knew what you're signing up to, so it's your decision if you if that's what you want to do, then you know sort of suck it up, and if not, and I suppose that's just came into a, a part of my decision of why I had to leave because I was didn't want to really accept it, and uh, and you know there's a few things, it's like the the injury, that side of it, and. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I just, you know, packed up camp and moved on, really. I think there's a big light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I can start to see the culture shift, like, especially with, like, people like Keegs mm. and Roe. Yeah. Like, Rowan's had a massive influence at the Norse, and then, you know, he's probably been big time inspired by Keegan's work at the Roosters. Yeah. You know, and then Paddy, like, yeah. Paddy's followed on from Keegs now, and... Yeah. is having that influence on them like you know they're talking about range of mobility yeah. strength training in different forms yeah. like not just like bashed up old squat deadlift bench yeah. and then you know they're doing stuff like Wim Hof breathing and yeah. it's like that stuff's cool yeah you kind of go like yeah. what what's yeah. going on is this rugby league so yeah, yeah it's, what a sick I would love it man like imagine watching yeah just imagine watching a game of rugby league players and you just know like half of them are like, proper clued on they've got their finger on the pulse like they know yeah. what they're doing after this well, game and who was it was it uh was it the warriors that were doing the breath circles i think know. i think it was in the nines comp oh yeah and uh they do like a, a a circle and they do like a breath circle they had like some True. breath routine going on and they're all like yeah. heritage like that's you know cool. there's a lot of maori influence or whatever like music influence from the islanders there but that's like a big connection to that deeper purpose like breathing as a team and like really understanding what your opportunity as a human being is yeah like pull this opportunity and take advantage of it and go forward with it yeah yeah i think there's going to be some big shifts especially with this whole covid thing yeah there's there's definitely going to be some big shifts in consciousness yeah man can't wait so interesting to see you decided to to flick footy and then, uh, like, what kind of what kind of refocused you into, you know, what what your potential is or your your what you wanted to do after that? Yeah. So after that was, 
which is a hard decision because that's like, yeah, it's like, oh, that's my thing, yeah. and then you give it well, away. Well, what I like because when you play twenties, um, you have to either work or study, mm. and I didn't care what I did. So, and there was a guy there that um, had tra- he was like a head of the trade sort of company, and he just gave me electrical apprenticeship and he said to do this. So. Luckily, when I did quit, I was a second-year electrical apprentice, so um, my thinking was I leave, I'll finish my apprenticeship, so I do have something behind me, um, and then we'll see where my head is after that, you know what I mean? I just wanted to see something through a different light, so I left, went back to work, um, finished my electrical apprenticeship, and I just went hard at that. and. I'm pretty competitive, like, everything I want to be the best, that's even that, I was just like, yeah. oh, I want to be the best electrician, so, like, I yeah. tried to make it, you know, I didn't, I enjoyed it a great deal, because it was a bit weird to jump off a pedestal of being the next, you know, star from the sunny coast, or, um, not trying to sound up myself at all, but, like, you know what I mean, like, you, you want to, definitely on this pedestal, become something great, and everyone looked at you that sort of way, um, and that was a bit strange to jump back into being a second year apprentice down the bottom of the ladder mm. sweeping floors and whatnot and just copping but it was it was um it was good for me too it just sort of it really um you know just checked my ego just sort of leveled me out like i was gonna say the mindset around that with a young like young fellow would have been like you know I'm down at Broncos 20s, yeah. like gonna make it, and then, yeah. you, then you're back sweeping floors. Sweeping floors man. <laughs> it's like it was, that full ego shift. It was hectic, it took me a while to really like accept it as well. Like, it was, um, I battled with like some pretty, pretty bad lows just from the whole this It was such a massive like life shift. Like, I, I probably should try to like make it more, explain it like more like it, if you can really picture if someone's really pitching your whole entire life every day all you really thought about was playing NRL and there wasn't too many days that went by where it wasn't my main focus and the hardest like first of all just saying like pushing it away and saying no like how hard that was but then stepping into the bottom of the ladder as an apprentice and no one really caring who you are mm-hmm. um, I was saying before like before that everyone cared who you are after that no one cared who you are and it changed just like that after two months out of not being in like the spotlight of playing professional sports people very quickly forget who you are so I found myself in a bit of a rut for a while actually I was um yeah I was just in the in the dump like I was still chipping away but it was just I didn't really know what was the next move I was working I enjoyed it but it was so so it's it's a trade like you know it's up to you how much you want to get out of it but at the start I wasn't really enjoying it and um just about that time like maybe a year after that um me and my partner Holly had our first child so that was probably the first shift in my way of thinking and that's because you know now I had responsibility with a child so I had to think about what sort of so you're 22 model. there, 23? 22, 22, yeah. You know, what sort of role model I want to be for her. Um, you know, and you have to start setting up your future then. So then it, I started, I think that definitely did start the 
forward thinking process because when you're playing football you're always like okay yeah this is the end goal this is what i need to do to get there like you know i love your saying like who do you need to be to mm. have what you need to have you know what i mean so when i had our first child it was like okay who do i need to be to like what do i need yeah, to do yeah yeah to to make to make her proud and, and and to show her like you know so that i suppose drove me into like yeah what's next and didn't take it wasn't quick but uh, was that like a was that like a i mean i haven't had a kid yet (laughs) but i'm 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 sure it provides you like a a whole lot of like it's like a deeper energy source that like then is driving you each day yeah to do things better yeah yeah well there's there's no there's no (laughs) there's no days off that's that's something that no one really they try to tell you but when you have a kid, there's there's absolutely no days off. It's not like training where you go, I feel sore today, so I'm gonna have a recovery day. There's, <laughs> no, there's no recovery days. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you get a recovery like forty minutes yeah, when yeah, they have a nap. Yeah, yeah, when they go to sleep. But oh, that's sweeping the house. We got half. We got half an hour here. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Time is on. Um, yeah, it, it, it like yeah, and people say too like you don't know what love is until you have a kid and you actually don't understand that until you have a kid because it's like I don't I, what, to, to trying to explain it to someone that doesn't have a kid you can't really like say it because the the level of love a child brings you is just something like only a child can bring you like mm. you just what it's like you know it's your own it's your own genes and they're their own person you're just watching them from being so reliant on their mother and then they slowly become their own person it's just the most beautiful thing to like watch as well man it's just crazy so you have to like your mind your mind changes to you have to well mine did anyway some people obviously don't but i said i have to be someone or i have to achieve something or i have to just yeah i have to give us like i couldn't look myself in the mirror if i wasn't at least trying to be the best as what I could be mm. and that doesn't mean going like I do try to achieve high things but and even if it's the, the smallest things if you're just trying to be the best at that and she's watching you like if you're trying to be I don't know what you can do around home but like if she's watching you just you know even having a cracker just doing like exercise and doing push-ups around or trying to cook dinner properly and trying to you know how you are with your partner as well she's watching you trying to be the best at that like that's all I can or you can really truly give back to them so yeah that like level of I get like mirroring or modeling yeah. the responsibility of it like yeah. they literally you know Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time is like they the mirror neurons in the brain literally are made so that you mirror your environment yeah and yep. that's why you have to be so aware of your actions yeah. is because your kids literally, they will become you. Yeah. And this is one of Keegan's biggest questions is, you know, Keegs loves asking people if you, you know, who have kids, if mm. your kid took over your shoes right now, would you be proud mm. to give them? Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's, he's all my shit. That's massive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not, like, if you're like, oh, yeah. then start working. Yeah. Like, start putting yeah. in the work yeah. so that you could be like, no, nah, look, I've got some shit going on, but I, I am proud of who I am and yep. I, I would happily trade lives with my kid because that's, I'm in a place in my life where I'm doing the work. Yeah, yeah. you're obviously not going to be perfect as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, oh well. Like, <laughs> no one, so yeah. far from perfect. Yeah, so far from perfect. But like, at least if you had the mindset, it like, yeah, like, I could pretty well happily say like I've got a lot of shit that I'm not, you know, good at or proud of. So, but it's always in it. I'm not find myself always in a mindset of trying to growth mindset growth mindset so yeah yeah man that's a massive that's a perfect it's a huge question eh? because I think it I think it's like it gives people opportunity to be like yeah well if if you say no and I'd hate to give my I'd hate for my kids to experience my life it's like we'll make some changes yeah yeah and then if it's like (laughs) I feel like the, the other side of the question is not Yes, it's perfect. Don't want to give it to them. It's yes, I know they've got shit going on, but I'm working on it. So yeah. I would happily be like, "Yep, yep, I've got the right mindset for it." Yeah, yeah, mm. no, that's a cool. That's a definitely cool question. Uh, and if you wake up and ask yourself that every day, which I haven't specifically asked myself that question in that way, but definitely, um, I just my ways. I'm really trying to just strive to be their hero, man. Like mm. that, that's one of the biggest things I do now. If they can, I've got two now, so little Rocky's just turned one. So Rocky Valentine, Rocky Valentine, my boy. So especially having a boy too, you, like that's been you know being a dad. Like, yeah, then they're really gonna be like you. So mm. what if he isn't? What if he isn't? What if he's in like him? So like, he can be whatever he wants to be, but I'll try to set some sort of. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna set the the boundaries the here. Boundaries here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but nah, man, he's he'll he'll get he'll come out. He'll he'll be something great. Yeah, we're all something great. Yeah. It's just about how yeah. how do you harness it. So I think this is a. I, I wanted to get to this point, and then um, I think we'll get get to the run as well. With with your kids, like now that you've gone through those lessons of, you know. I guess giving up the footy, like being close to the dream, and then giving it up. Mm. You know, going get an apprenticeship, what, and then also like all these stuff around your family. And what what do you want to pass on to your kids? Like, what are the main things that you want to pass on? Um, like, if you you could get really on like some values or some characteristics that you value in your life that you would love your kids to, I guess, mirror. What would you be proud to pass on? Yeah. I think, like, I still learn a lot from, like, rugby league taught me heaps and, like, most of my life it is built around that, but for my kids and, like, what I try to show them is, like, as, just as humans in general, like, there's so much capability that we have that we can explore and that we can actually um, achieve, so... Yeah, de- definitely just, you know, not being afraid to try new things as well. Like, you know, keep your mind, like, open-mindedness is so important. Like, you know, don't get too close-minded in one idea. Like, make sure you, yeah, you just, you look up, make sure you look up once in a while and have a look around and, you know, redirect your path if it needs to be redirecting. But, man, just, yeah, be you. Don't be afraid, and, like, not to be you. It sounds cliche, but... Um, that ask the right questions don't be afraid to ask questions like that was my biggest mistake when I was probably younger I was way too nervous to ask questions so I thought I had to figure it out myself and go down my own little rabbit hole but if you just ask questions to the right people you don't have to take in everything that they say just like um, 
as saying like yeah take in what's useful I think it was Bruce Lee mm. you know disregard mm. what's useless and then add your own little unique touch on it if you continue to do that then um, you know life is probably going to turn out okay and be generally yeah you're going to thrive not just okay it's thrive so but characteristics base is just keep growing like you, you can't like not yeah, you have to keep growing like no matter what keep growing keep moving like if you find yourself like you're not growing anymore like yeah you're either asking the wrong questions or doing the wrong thing you're doing the wrong thing like and, and there's so many things that grow in don't I wouldn't say to like make it too high expectations of like having to run 100 fucking k's <laughs> you don't have to do that but yeah. it's up to you like what, what what's what's growing to you like it could just be working on painting or it could just be learning how to garden right or I don't know like it, it I don't I don't really have all, I would probably tell them I don't have all the answers but if you don't have the answer find it out mm. so. I liked uh, I liked Dom's I did the podcast with Dom Rapson the other day Origins Nutrition and he was talking about how uh, they're called the Unstoppable Family. They live in Bali, oh, and yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you I know? No, but I was listening to that podcast. Oh yeah, and he yeah. says like he asked, they asked their child, not like, what do you want to be in the future? What do you want to be right now? Yeah, I listened to it, and the first thing I went, I was like, that's sick. So I went straight to Jay. Jay, what do you want to be right now? And she goes to me, she goes. Um, uh, I want to be a surfer. I was like, yep, sweet. All right, let's get it. I went straight out to the deck, got on the boogie board. Okay, well, let's practice some surfing. And she starts paddling. I'm like, okay, stand up. And she goes, stand up. She's like, cool. I'm like, hey, so you like it? And she goes, I don't want to be a surfer anymore. I'm like, okay, what do you want to be? And she goes, I want to be a doctor surfer. I'm like, what, so a lifeguard? And she's like, no, I just want to be a doctor surfer. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is, but let's, let's, let's figure let's it out. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Tell me what it looks like. But yeah, man, it was it was just so cool. Like, give them the well. imagination. Yeah, give them the responsibility, man. Like, mm. it's, it's, I'll, I'll let you get back to what you're saying, but no, that's exactly um, what I'm talking yeah, about. Just like, give them responsibility, and it's cool. Like, it just yeah, reminded me of like some of the stuff we do. Like, don't tell your kids to do stuff, or like, don't tell them to clean up after themselves. Like, as much as I sometimes obviously do that, but give them responsibility and the space to do it. So, like, say in their in their in Jay's um, playroom like I say this is your area um, this is like your responsibility um, my area is the kitchen so I'll try to keep that clean but you try to keep your area clean and if I make a mess in your area tell dad to clean it up because I might leave my roller or I don't know whatever around mm. you know this is yours so you can tell me juggling balls do. yeah my juggling <laughs> balls around whatever so yeah I just try to like give her the responsibility of owning something as well that's what was cool about Dom's thing. It's like, don't, yeah, like they're so creative and so much, oh, so yeah. powerful beyond measure of what we think of them. So give them the capacity and the room to say what they want to do now and allow them to. Because yeah. that's going to ultimately be the what they're going to do anyway. It's like, yeah, like how many times have you heard parents like, like strict parents on their kids around, you know, when they're older, like drinking and that, and like they're constantly, it's the thing like, do this, do that. And or don't do this, don't, don't do, do this. That. And you're just naturally going to shy away. Like, you just don't mm. really want to get told all the time, oh, this. So, you just want to do your own thing. So, but if you create an environment that's um, nicer and, you know, they grow it at an earlier age when they 
this is me just thinking hypothetically, when they're in those um, developing years where they have a lot of distractions around alcohol and whatever, maybe they can have a better foundation of making those decisions of what is Open gonna, mind. Yeah. I think that's a big thing is like having, instilling that open mind so they can think bigger. So yeah. it's not just like, oh, someone said this, I have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also like, instead of being like, you have to clean your room, mm. maybe being like, this is why we clean our room. Yeah. If you want to do it, do it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't have yeah. kids, so this is very, yeah. it's a touchy subject for me to always talk about because, you know, I have my opinions on how kids should be developed in terms of like the brain and the body. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, I don't have kids. <laughs> oh, you'll be a great father, man, I'm sure of it when you get there. So, interesting to see. But, yeah, man, that's exactly what you said. Just, yeah, if you give them the space to grow and... Yeah, yeah, kids are... Look like you're doing a good job. Oh, they always got a big so. smile on their face when I see them. Yeah, oh, <laughs> vibing. Yeah. So, no, it's doing good. So, I want to lead into... This uh, this hundred kilometer run, and uh, I want to lead with: if you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. If you can't crawl, lay down and flap your eyelids. <laughs> Just do something. Bro, I was so deep inside the pain cave before that, and this is this is what I actually like. You know when, like, obviously a lot of my um motivation comes from David Goggins. Who I like. I watch endless amount of his videos as much as every, everyone else probably does mm. too in their spare time. Um, but like, half the reason why I did want to do this, I think I might have even made the decision after I did watch one of his videos, I was like, fuck it, let's just do it. Is, um, you know, everyone can watch all this shit and get that initial spark of like, oh, I'm capable of doing much. And like, I'm going to go into a gym session. Yeah, like he always <laughs> says, like, you know, I don't know if I really believe when he says, like, oh, anyone can do what I do. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm sure you're, you're a bit in, like, insane, like some of the stuff he does. But at that same time, I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to call him here. I'm going to test his own philosophy and, you know, all this, you know, whatever he's talking about. Like, anyone can do this. So I started when I was up, so I was like, fuck it. You know what? I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm no means of a runner. Like people probably do look at me as a runner now, but it's only really been five months when I've been taking this serious. Mm. Quick turnaround. So I was like, "Fuck it," you know what? <laughs> Coming from a bloke who was trying to reach 100 kilos to make the front, yeah, the forward yeah, pack. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just only just done a medical the day before, so I'm still 96. So it's not still a bit of a big, bigger guy, but. Yeah, man, when <laughs> that same, I was just deep. I was at 50, I think I was around 50Ks, maybe just under 50Ks. And that was the first bit of like, all right, my training legs are done. Like, you know, you like I was saying to you before, like I can run probably just you know, around the 50K mark. But after that, it's all mental. It's all just pushing myself through pain. And um, yeah, I was just going like and that's this is what i'm saying like it's it benefited me watching so many of those videos when i was in the middle of the experience like that's the cool thing like people, you got to get to the edge you have to you for it to count to edge, but you have to get inside of it and then i was like this is what he means you know this is what he's talking all this shit like this is this 
this is when he's saying all this stuff. You know, when all these videos, when he's like in the middle of a run, like that's when you start thinking. You're like, yeah. holy shit, we've got so much more inside of us. Holy, and you, it's the coolest thing. It goes past the physical body. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, I looked up the word experience, and it was like um, to come in practical contact with and observation of an event or a fact. And I was like. I've always loved the word experience. I've always liked when someone says, oh, have you ever experienced such and such? And I'm like, oh, yeah. It's, the word just gets fluffy. But when I looked up the word, it's like come in practical contact with and observation of a fact or an event. And, I'm like, and so then at that time, I was experiencing everything from fucking pain to whatever. And then I just started observing on shit. I was like, and then, yeah, I just whipped out the phone. And yeah. Just, you know what I mean? But, like, if you can't, yeah, if you can't run, like, if, if something's too painful to run, don't stop and say, I can't run, and, but just walk. If, if, and if you can't walk, fucking crawl. Like, it's Martin Luther's King saying, um, saying but, like, I didn't even realise, like, that was just in my subconscious. I didn't even know it was him that said it when I brought it out. Um, yeah start crawling but then, like if shit really gets fucked <laughs> and you have to, I was literally preaching myself because I was like man I might have to lay down here but I'm like just don't give up like if you're laying down absolutely cooked just start flapping your yeah, eyelids do like, as many as you can just, yeah just move around like man like it, yeah we, we've we've got we've got way more in us and um yeah before you give up there's, there's you've still got something there that mm. you can give and um as I much, could fully feel it when you were saying yeah, it. As much as that sounded like in an actual running-based environment, it really meant in any environment. Like, um, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for life, man. Like, even in this time we're, we're in now, like, if people, like, you know, they, their word of running might be when they're in full flight of their business, like, it was thriving and it was killing them. Now that's shut out and they had to shut doors, but, okay, you can't do that. Just then walk. Like, it might be then... I don't know, some means a way around what you have to do, like transitioning online or whatever it has to be. And if you can't do that and you have to, like, like there's something that you can mm. do to continue moving. And that's what you have to, like, if you're not moving, you're basically dying or you basically have given up. So, you, But you can keep moving. And even if it's the smallest bit of movement, it's still movement. And that was the message that I was trying to say is, doesn't have to be the best thing but it, even if it's not the most highest form of it just lower it down but keep fucking moving that was it man no it was and so I was good feeling every bit of Dude, it <laughs> when i was watching because i was following you as well yeah. on on the on socials and i was like oh yeah he's talking about running and yeah oh, they're 30k's <laughs> in i'm like this is, this is gonna be a big hole and then it was like bang <laughs> You just dropped that that line, and I was like, "He's there. He's there. This is why he did that." Yeah, so. yeah, man. It's um, but yeah, like I said, it was so cool to be in the experience and then observe it. Like, there's mm. nothing more powerful than that, and that's what I want. Yeah, like I was saying, like I get a lot of my motivation from David Goggins, but fuck, just watching him. I want to fucking, I want to meet him in his own experience, sort of thing. And that's why great leaders are so cool, but not just watching them, not just listening to them, test them, test their ideas, like don't just take people's ideas for whatever they come like, because people can start, you know, flapping their mouth too often, they get caught up in their own ideas, like, whoever your leader is, don't be afraid to test him, mm, like, question you know, him, question him, 
so that's where that came from. For sure. Have you sent him a message yet? Nah. I added him in that post, but I did, but... You gotta get get on the DM, brass. Man, I'll, I'll yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he has that much. I don't think he does much socials though. Get, doesn't doesn't matter. You gotta yeah. You gotta start manifesting yeah, that. Maybe yeah. I'll fucking call him out. Even just send him a bro. And say, bro, I did my first hundred k. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. That's Tested that theory. Yeah. Because that might be a message that he actually sees in DM. Goes, oh, this bloke's on here. Mm. He's not just going, hey, do- hey, Goggins, I went for a run. Yeah. It's like, yeah, nah, yeah. I did a hundred k up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Crush it. You could be the one DM <laughs> out of like hundreds that he goes. Actually, this bloke's. He's actually putting it into practice. Yeah. True. Might do that. You never know share that and... I'm pretty sure people appreciate you know I know I appreciate the work when people when I so I think about it we'll either get like an intern or a new athlete or something and they say they want something mm. and there's the 10% who actually go and do it yeah and there's the 90% who expect it just to happen yeah but yeah. the 10% that do it you give them all your energy yeah like yeah. I give all of my energy to the ones who are actually making changes, who yeah. actually ask questions, who actually do it, who are not just getting spoon-fed. Yeah. You know, like, they're the ones, I think all coaches are like that, you know the ones who are there for the right reasons. Mm. You know yeah. the ones who are there because they want to be there and they will do anything to get where they want to be. Yeah. There's so many people who are just, like, getting spoon-fed, not doing the work, and then going, like, Expecting oh, it didn't work. It. Yeah, it didn't work. It's like, Why, you didn't teach me right. Yeah. It was like, nah, you got to put in the work. <laughs> it's like you with your fireball, like, yeah. you ask questions, and then yeah. daily I can see you doing your fireball, yeah. and like, he's yeah. going to get it. Yeah. You yeah. know you're going to get it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, it's like, sometimes it gets a bit out of control, too, because you get competitive like that. My dude, I'm like, fuck, I need to get this fireball down, or whatever. So. Yeah. But the thing, that's that, that whole thing of like unconditional self-love is knowing that you're not going to feel great on the whole journey Mm. there is going to be times where you plateau there's going to be times where you might even regress and you just got to that's that's the whole s-bend of the journey it's not a linear straight pathway yeah it's like you're going to have to do some curves and go back on yourself and do you know all these different turns and directions and assessments so that you can get to where you want to be yeah that's the growing love I'm starting to find with running men. Like, like I said before, I'm not, I'm not a runner, runner, and in, in the general sense of like a track runner. Or I haven't had any coaching whatsoever behind my running. It's just all pure. Let's see where this takes me. But it is, I have to. It's almost like a, a need and desire now to maintain my philosophy with life. Like that. 14, 15 hours that I just done on the weekend. That was like a lifetime of lessons and living inside of 14, 15 hours. Like you have a, like I said to the boys before we ran, because I've done like a little bit of long distance before that one, but I, I sort of knew what was going to happen. Like I knew at the start was going to feel great and it was like, cool, I'm setting off onto a new journey. This is oh, going to be easy. cool. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like when you start something new, like you start your new business, I'm off and you have that big high and it could go on for a couple of months or a year or whatever and you're frothing, everything's going right for you, you know what I mean? You're new, meeting new people. It's like when people start their new fitness mm. bloody regime, they're meeting new people. New Year's resolution. Frothing. Like, January, January yeah, 3, I'm fucking firing. <laughs> but just, 
I just knew I had and this is where experience comes in too but I knew something was gonna you know eventually take that off and then at the yeah say the 40k mark or wherever that was 50k's it started quickly coming down and that's what it, that's what it is man it's just a cycle and it's like every runner says like you, you have to run out your highs like and be so happy with them because you know soon enough you're going to go through a low and those lows are inevitable they're going to happen but you just they're just the ones that you have to grind through and some of them go for longer than others sometimes it's only you know 10 minutes of a low and then you're back on a high but some like that yesterday went on for probably a good few hours it was up and down all day but there were some lows that just lasted like two hours where it was just like i can't get out of this i'm so tired and over this shit like and i, I don't have the energy am, am i stuffing up my nutrition am i hydrated enough is this too far for me to run should i just do 70 like you know what i mean all these head games and sometimes i i'm so much of a observer i just love watching my brain where it goes because mm. like <laughs> i was like bro you said you're going on 100k it's like don't try to get yourself out of this like yeah you, you can walk the whole way you know you can walk so don't try to say 70k's is enough like it is if if you know if you can accept that but I know like this is me talking to yeah. me I'm like I know you're not going to accept that after it you said 100 so just do 100 and and you know and you can't, when you're in those lows it's just it's such a that's why I love running it's like a it's like meditating or any, it's like yeah it's it's so beautiful just to watch yourself teach yourself you're just in it and it's, it's you versus you so you're in those lows and you just have to find a way I was saying to you before like it's the same philosophy of the um, if you can't run walk it's like you know when you're in those lows like yeah okay you mightn't be able to run continuously but how long can you run for is it 5 minutes or is it 10 minutes is it 2 minutes just okay you can run for 2 minutes and then walk for 2 minutes you can run for 5 minutes and then you know what I mean you just yeah. have to keep rewriting the script of data to send into your brain for what it can accept and then once it starts clicking and oh now it's filing that's okay that's good and then just sneakily yeah. <laughs> build on it and just throw another one in there and then constantly you'll, reassess you'll adapt. you'll adapt and then before you know it just like when you're meditating and you're getting really distracted and you just you just let it be and you, you know it's like it's okay it's there and just watch it go away and that's the same with running like those lows just watch them go away and then before you know it, you're like, fuck, hey, I don't feel that shit anymore. I, I, you're very sore all the time and tired, but... You're in flow. You're in flow. You get back into flow state. And then, mm. you, and then you continue on a high and you just make sure you absolutely froth that high out because you know soon enough it's going to come back down again. So that was, yeah, that's, that's my new love for running at the moment. Epic. So before we get rained out, this yeah. has been a bit of a marathon yeah. with the weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're sticking this out with the, the cold. What is, uh, with, all, with all of that, what's the advice you'd give your, your younger self? So if you could pull your younger self in, have a quick yarn, what's a piece of advice that you'd pass on? Um, to my younger self, I would literally say try harder um, at... I look back at like my school days and I thought I was a little bit too cool to try real hard. You know when you're in like primary school, in high school and when you went out and did like a sport that you didn't like and you just sat on the sidelines and you just were like whatever. Take the piss. Take the piss and even in classes man like right now I don't look at anything to be silly like there's no silly skill, there's no silly thing like I try hard at every single thing like 
that's why I love when you know what you guys doing juggling. That's why I started. Like it's, I, I would before looked at that being silly, but try hard at it. Like you should should be able to do it. Mm. Um, so I'd probably just say yeah, like be more open. Like I tried really hard at rugby league, but try hard at everything. And you know, like a lot of my downfalls now, like not that great at reading and writing sort of thing but because I never tried hard at it so my foundations around it aren't that good but I'm starting to now but I'll just have yeah take everything as important is everything everything means something um, if you allow it to mean something like you know what I mean you can get meaning out of everything mm. is what I'm probably trying to say is 100% like yeah you mightn't see it but if you can look at it at a different angle you'll find meaning in something you'd find meaning in whatever everyone finds meaning in some people find meaning in watering their plants like they you know allowing stuff to grow like it's it's meaning everywhere just allow it to be there and make sure yeah just give it the time and space to capture it that's what I'd give my younger self instead of being so ignorant and just being like nah no, I don't like that it's not it's not me like sure like base things around your um, your enjoyment like everyone has their own things they enjoy to do but be open to a lot of other things as well I never know what they're going to teach you you know it's like it's like friends too like you know when people bully people or like talk shit about someone behind their back and then two years later you need that person because they have something you want it's the same with anything in life like if you push something away you might think you need it then but you could have learned something at that stage that you can use Mm. later in life when you're you know for, for me reading and writing I didn't need it because rugby league didn't require it but now when things are now that I like like writing I like observing on stuff I, I can't fucking spell for shit yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean but now I need it so now I'm like oh it's like any, again it's sort of just continuing me on like the same train of thought it's like your health at the time when you're young you don't think you need your health but I guarantee when you start feeling you get sick you don't be like Fuck, I wish I gave that more attention. I wish I dragged some sort of meaning out of that when I was before because now you need it. So, mm. yeah. Epic. Yeah, that's it. It's good stuff, brothers. Mm. Huge. Thanks for uh, coming and having a chat. Yeah, no dramas, man. Sorry, sorry about the jitters. No, no, <laughs> stick, you stuck it out well. It was definitely like, you know, I could see it was like, hammering yeah. there and yeah. thoughts are going wild there's so much energy in your body but it's yeah. good yeah no, some, appreciate some it, gold there so I think everyone listening can certainly pull some lessons out of uh, of what you've done and, and your perspective on stuff so yeah I really appreciate it no dramas man it's epic <laughs> thanks for having me thanks buzz <laughs> <laughs> stuff that up see you guys see ya <laughs>